This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Sitting here with the Western shirt on, fedora, poppy as well, in the background of uh, London, Ontario. Some water and some buildings in the background. Thank you for being with us. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. She's at the studio in Toronto. And uh, Rummy, we're getting the Monday started. Yes, we are. And one of the ways we do this on the show is by talking tech with Michael Babcock. App news, device reviews, security advice, and more. It's time to talk tech with me, Michael Babcock. Get your dose of ever-changing technology knowledge right here on Kelly and Rummy. Michael, we're starting off with glasses. And no, it's not the ones we were avoiding when we were children because they really wanted us to wear glasses. Uh, oop, that might just be me. So this one is called Celeste, and it's a pair of smart glasses platform that you learned at uh, ACB International 2023. First of all, can you quickly give us context on ACB International and then about Celeste? Yeah, so ACB National is a conference that's held in July of every year, and I was attending as a vendor with AT guys um, when I had some downtime, which admittedly wasn't that much. Mm. I was able to uh, go around and check out other devices, unfortunately, or other vendors. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to actually check out Celeste, which is a Canadian company that does a unique aspect of what we've seen in the smart glasses. And, and we'll get into one of the really unique and I think most beneficial parts here in a moment. But they don't do the actual processing of the data on the glasses, which means, yes, you always need to be connected to the phone, but it also gives you that flexibility of being able to um, do more and then being able to improve the experience by updating software on the app versus having to do a full update on the glasses themselves. Celeste has made their glasses more affordable uh, and they've and this is the part that I was talking about that I found to be very unique have turned this into a smart glass as a service and that sounds weird to me but how that worked is if you were at the ACB conference or convention also NFB or if you just knew because you're connected to people like myself uh, you can go ahead and pay a hundred dollar deposit to secure your glasses um, they haven't shipped them all yet we'll talk about shipment times here in a moment but once you get your glasses the first month is free and then after that, you pay $50 a month. Uh, longtime listeners might know that Envision had a webinar a couple of months ago, and they announced $150 a month. So Celeste is 50 US a month. And uh, you then get to keep the glasses. So you're subscribing to your glasses. And whenever there's new updates to the glasses, you don't have to pay for those again, as long as you're active on your subscription. When you want to cancel your subscription, you simply send the glasses back. Wow. Okay, I like that. Uh, the Celeste team made an announcement last week about some improvements coming to their platform. What opportunities do these announcements open up for us? 
So the biggest one that's been covered on Double Tap and several other uh, tech-related podcasts is they're anticipating integration with GPT. So they're hoping that uh, OpenAI, the company behind ChatGPT, will announce today at their developer convention that uh, vision support, so being able to send images into the uh, uh, ChatGPT service via API, so uh, for app developers, will be a thing. And if that is, they expect to have a similar or comparable service to Be My AI, but you get to be hands-free. Uh, I was astounded by this within two days of the announcement. So they're saying by the 8th, so Wednesday, if they announce it today. Uh, they're also bringing all-day processing and connection, which means your Celeste glasses will stay connected to your phone. You don't have to pull your phone out again to reconnect them. Uh, it's anticipated that you'll have that standard connection all day long without any problems. And lastly, their target is to ship all units by middle, all iOS units by middle of December 2023, which means I should be getting my glasses either this month or by the middle of next month. So of course, we'll come back and talk about them when I have some some experience with them. And if you're an Android user, they want to talk to you because these are all iOS users uh, glasses coming out, um, but they are working on an Android uh, side of things. Um, and then, of course, their new glasses, which we kind of talked about with the subscription, will be out. Uh, they're, they're targeting March of 24. If you have an active subscription or you're actively paying that 50 US dollars, then you'll get those glasses at no additional charge. And they're always improving the Wi-Fi and setup process in order to uh, give you a better experience to connect your glasses. And then, of course, um, Stephen and Sean on our August 14th, did a chat with the uh, CEO, Shub Mattel, on uh, Double Tap, and you can go to doubletaponair.com and uh, search for that uh, podcast from August 14th if you want to hear more about what's coming up. I'm very curious about the all-day connection and how they're going to guarantee that, you know, it's not going to fiddle around with their other connectivities or things that you can uh, tag on to devices like, you know, Bluetooth or Wi-Fi connected and also make sure that this is going to work out seamlessly. How can we get a pair of the glasses? So you can go to celeste.co, that's S-E-L-E-S-T-E dot C-O. Um, and if they are sold out, so last week they did make a press announcement that they had 50 uh, pre-order units available left that people could pre-order. If they are sold out, there will be a list that you can get on so you're made aware of when the new glasses come out in spring so you can actually jump on board with those. So uh, if you're a person who might not be an early adopter, Adopter. Maybe the Celeste classes aren't the right thing, at least right now for you. But I think it's really interesting what they're doing with the payment plans. For sure. I I, I, I like the idea. And I remember thinking about when the Ira glasses were, were a thing and everything like that. So I, I kind of think it goes to that world of people who are comfortable. A lot of us, you know, are okay with putting some form of glasses for whatever reason on our faces to, to do whatever. And I, I'm kind of excited to see how this falls out as people start getting them, and I bet they start flying, and, and lots of people want to get them, Michael. Um, we've heard about this thing called passkeys and talked about it on the program a little bit. Can you help us better understand what these are? 
Yeah, so pass keys is interesting. Um, it is, and this might seem a little far-fetched to people, especially if you haven't been in the tech world, uh, but pass keys is a password passwordless future, which means we can at some point in the probably not too near future, say goodbye to the password. Um, and so how pass keys are uh, set up is they are a, a uh, encrypted key that you have a a copy of the key that will unlock. And that copy of the key can be stored in your iCloud or one password uh, database. And that will unlock so you don't have to enter or remember passwords. And they are more secure than passwords, because you can't just use password one, two, three as mm. your encrypted key. And how does it work? Like what's the in and out of this? So I'll give you a quick example. Uh, I have enabled this on uh, Google. I use Google Workspace, which means that I pay for Google for access. So I make the joke sometimes, my admin needs to let me have access to this feature. I am my admin. That's what makes it funny. Uh, so I have enabled the passkeys feature on uh, Google Workspace. Uh, free Google users can use this. And how it works is you go to Google, for example, you enter your email address and hit sign in. And then instead of entering a password, you're logged in automatically. As long as you're using a device that is uh, verified that you own. And in some instances, it does require you to use biometrics. So face ID or touch ID in order to verify that you are actually who you are. But as long as the device knows that you are the person logging in, then the device is gonna let you in. And some users might say, well, I don't feel like that's more secure because what if I give someone my phone? Well, that comes down to uh, the, the general thing in security in general, and that is uh, you you can give up some security for convenience. So if you give someone your phone, it's expected that once you've signed in, then that person can access things that uh, are available on your phone. And there does appear to be ways to block your pass key and require biometrics every time. Uh, either way, if it's you unlocking your phone or your device, then you're able to log in. So do you have any thoughts on pass keys? I am excited for it. I don't know where it, how, how, I don't know how it's going to play out. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of different implementations of pass keys uh, throughout the web. And I think that's where the biggest hurdle is going to come. Whereas with the username and password, it's pretty simple. It's either your username or your email address and mm. a password. And that password has some sort of requirement. With pass keys, I think there's going to be different ways that people implement this. And uh, hopefully that security isn't compromised. But I will tell you, I'm using it on Google. And it is so nice to not have to enter my password anymore. Every time I sign into a service with Google. Yeah. And the whole point is better security. So all those kind of bits and pieces have to be worked out anyway. Uh, we're going to move on to NVDA now because version 2023.3 is new. What can people find in the update? Certainly. So this was released on October 30th. So last Monday, there's a new audio setting control panel that allows you to adjust volume of sounds and voices separately. There's also a refresh OCR feature and an example given on uh, social media was using this to automatically keep up to date with subtitles that aren't passed to a screen reader. So if you're trying to watch a, a video that might be in a different language, uh, NV 
CDA can keep up with that. And that was pretty cool to listen to. Uh, Braille improvements. And there was also updates to the add-on store, bug fixes there. Uh, the Microsoft Edge context menu, Microsoft Office, the Windows calculator. And most importantly, this is the last version of NVDA that will support Windows 7. So if you're using Windows 7, you won't be able to go past 2023.3, but this version will stay available for Windows 7 users. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we can squeeze in here. Twist Cake version 0.7.0. I think I have that right. Uh, is released. What Remind us what this tool is and, uh, or sorry, has been released and what what's new with this? Yeah, so Tweezcake is a tool that allows you to connect to multiple different social networks. Uh, they use things called buffers, and that's where the messages on social networks or the timelines are, stay, are saved. So now you can export uh, the contents of your buffer to a text document. They fixed several labels on Mastodon. Actually, there was uh, about eight different fixes to Mastodon and the experience on Mastodon. Uh, they've also improved the joining Telegram channels experience. So now you can use a share link to join Telegram, and you can also access links that are shared with you in a Telegram chat in the message itself. Okay, we can either talk Envision or Guide Connect. Which one? Let's talk Guide Connect. Okay. What is it? Uh, which for, <laughs> for people who don't know, yeah, Guide Connect is a service that uh, allows you uh, to easily interact with your computer. It'll read your news and email aloud for you. And it's a more simplified process, so you don't have to learn screen reader features. Uh, there's some improvements to the print there's some improvements to the print preview experience, uh, and you can also use auto-read HTML messages, and then they've also added a battery notification, so when the device is getting low on the battery, then you can get that notification read to you, and then I'll wrap up by saying I did not know that Guide Connect will let you interact with touchscreens and smart TVs, so that made me kind of want to look at this a little bit more. Very cool. Yeah, they, this kind of implementation or kind of the bridging the gap scenario is really interesting. Michael, thank you. Covered a lot. No worries. You guys have a great rest of your show. Thank you. Hey, pal. Thanks. Michael Babcock joining us on Mondays for our reliable tech talk to start off the show. So he'll be back next week. And we've still got a lot of program ahead as it's the Monday edition of our show, wherever you are. Thanks for being with us. Technology aims to uh, sequester carbon deep in the ocean off of the BC coast. Grant Hardy, he's got it for us during his headline segment next. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.